Welcome to The Brainstorm, a podcast and video series from ARK Invest. Tune in every week as we react to the latest in innovation and reflect on how short-term news impacts our long-term views. To learn more, visit arc-invest.com. ARK Investment Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. ARK and Public are unaffiliated entities and do not have a relationship with respect to either firm marketing or selling the products or services of the other. And therefore, ARK disclaims responsibility for any loss that may be incurred by public's clients or customers. The information provided in this show is for informational purposes only and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision and is subject to change without notice. It does not constitute either explicitly or implicitly any provision of services or products by ARK and investors should determine for themselves whether a particular investment management service is suitable for their investment needs. All statements made regarding companies or securities are strictly beliefs and points of view held by ARC and or show guests and are not endorsements by ARC of any company or security or recommendations by ARC to buy, sell, or hold any security. Historical results are not indications of future results. Certain of the statements contained in the show may be statements of future expectations and other forward-looking statements that are based on ARC's current views and assumptions and involve known and unknown risks and uncertainties that could cause actual results, performance, or events to differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements. ARC assumes no obligation to update any forward-looking information. ARC and its clients, as well as its related persons, may, but do not necessarily, have financial interests in securities or issuers that are discussed. Certain information was obtained from sources that ARC believes to be reliable. However, ARC does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information obtained from any third party. Welcome to episode 20 of The Brainstorm. Episode 20, we're in the studio. Sam, how you doing? Good, good. Nice to see you in person. It's been a while. It has been been. a while. Uh, Today, we're talking about Tesla and Bitcoin. Topics everyone loves, yep. but people love Tesla a little bit less. Let's uh, just kind of go into their earnings call they had this past week. Uh, Musk's tone definitely a bit more downtrodden than people are used to, and a lot of the discussion here was around Cybertruck and ramping it. And you know, people were just expecting, I think, Tesla to come out and say, you know, this is going to be great. It's super simple to manufacture. And, you know, margins are going to be terrific out of the gate. Uh, You know, they did reiterate there's tons of demand for it. But I don't think people should be surprised that production is hard. It's always been hard. Um, The Model X, somewhat infamous for how complicated it was, they learned their lesson. But then, you know, the Model 3, much simpler, still went through production hell, as Elon has said, uh, to get it out there. And now you've got a unique vehicle, the Cybertruck. It looks very different. It's got novel elements that I don't think even any, I mean, I don't think people know what all of the, quote, bells and whistles that they're including in Mm -hmm. it. And so, you know, would it be great if they could flip a switch and start producing it like crazy? Uh, I think that would be amazing, but that's not how the world works. (laughs) Uh, So I think, you know, it is understandable that it is going to take some time here. And then the other piece of it that I think we spoke about, maybe it's like two or three weeks ago now, um, and this was, you know, Musk was, I'd say, even somewhat emotional about this, is the increase in interest rates making it extremely difficult for individuals to afford cars. And you actually, you called this out. I made a chart. And then what'd you say? 
I said, show us the total cost of ownership on a monthly basis with the interest rate environment being what it is. Exactly. So you have interest rates that have skyrocketed. And actually, Tesla's price decreases have made it such that to the end consumer, uh, the price has almost not right. changed. So the fact that Tesla can do this is pretty remarkable. And it is important because it is true, you know, for vehicles, there is a very high price elasticity of demand. I don't know. We got some cameras here. I don't know which one I'm looking at when I'm doing this. But you can, in our in our big ideas deck, you can see there is a uh, percent of revenue of the auto market on the y-axis, and on the x-axis is sticker price of the car. And it's a uh, you can see the type of curve. So yeah. if you go from forty five thousand down to twenty thousand, you're jumping from I don't know maybe a third of addressable revenue to something like 80 to 90%. Mm-hmm. And so these monthly costs play a play a big factor here. I want to circle back to the Cybertruck because I have two questions for you. One is a clarifying question. What the dem- on the demand side, I think the number quoted was they have a million plus reservations mm-hmm. for the Cybertruck, is that correct? I think so, yeah. And where would that put that truck in, you know, relation to Ford F150? or some of these other highly touted trucks. And then my second question is, on the manufacturing of the vehicle itself, I assume there's some innovation in the way that they're actually manufacturing it. What is that specifically? Like the, I, I saw a video or pictures of what will probably be a video of you know what looks like bullet holes, but actually not holes, just bullet dents. Yeah. And I think the rumor is that they shot like a full drum of a Tommy gun into the side of the Cybertruck and it didn't break. Um, So I'm assuming there's some innovation because not every car or probably no car out there on the market for public use can do that. So those are my two questions. Yeah. So on the annual sales side, I think for the F series, I just pulled it up here. I think it's like 650,000 annual units. Um. Tesla's not even targeting that, right? You saw they put out what their capacity was. They said they, you know, maybe ramp to 250,000 and kind of evaluate as they go from there. On the manufacturing side, I think there is probably some unique aspects here. I mean, it's a almost entirely flat surfaces, right. so a lot of um, potential stamping or, you know, variation in that. I think the other thing people are looking at is Tesla rolled out the uh, wraps for the three and the Y and saying, you know, maybe there's some type of automated way to do that easier with mm-hmm. flat surfaces. Uh, and I think you can definitely expect Tesla to can keep uh, improving the production line, right? And that goes back to Tesla, you know, building the machine that builds the machine yeah. and their next generation vehicle um, going Further with verticalization, allowing them to change the way that the whole production line runs. Uh, so Cybertruck, likely an incremental step here in improvement, and we'll probably see continued improvement on the production side. And do you know the cost? Have they disclosed? I know there was a previous figure given. That's what everyone signed up on the reservations yeah. for. Are they locked? Are you locked in? No. No. no, it said it said prices could change. Could change. I so. think technically there's like some text saying that you potentially lock in right. the cost of autopilot, um, or FSD. But mm. and on, I mean, I'll just touch on the FSD too. 
Like that was kind of notable for the call as well, talking about logarithmic curves. And you see rapid improvement, but then it starts to trail off. And it's a series of stacked log curves. So right, you see improvement, it starts to trail off. You do something else, you see the quick improvement, then it starts to trail off. Um, something that Brett Winton, our chief futurist, has discussed is saying that he thinks since they've gone to a full end-to-end uh, kind of deep learning approach, right. he thinks that'll actually make it far easier to forecast improvement in FSD. And so maybe you know that will lead to some more accurate um, forecasting and, yeah. and prediction of when it's coming. Right. And then... I have one last question for what else caught your eye in this last report? And then also, I guess, two last questions. The Cybertruck delivery date event is November? November 30th. Okay, so we have something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. I'm yeah. sure we're going to get the video of them shooting up the side of the car. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I, I tweeted this out. I think you've got Cybertruck at SpaceX towing literally rocket engines, right. which is going to yeah. be very cool. You've got Tommy Gun video. You've got, I think they there's some off-roading and driving in Baja, mm-hmm. California. Um, yeah, so a lot so, to look forward to on that date. And then, yeah, what what else caught your eye before we move on to Bitcoin? Uh, I think the other interesting thing, you know, discussion around the robot as well, continuing mm-hmm. to make progress there, and the fact that Tesla's solving AI in a movable object and that crosses beyond just autonomous vehicles gotcha and i mean i think that's an interesting thing to to think about yeah and then for those of you that may ask in the comments where is tasha we wanted to bring her in but our producer michael uh this room's only set up for two so we had to to wing it and luckily we have sam here who also helps cover tesla um, but you know, hopefully, we'll get Tasha back on to talk about some of this innovation and and what Tesla's doing. Maybe next week or the week after. I think that's yeah. We got to yeah. call out Michael for. Yeah, <laughs> he's popping his head out of the other room. Yeah, he's he's very mad at this, <laughs> but it's okay. You know, this is the 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 truth. Uh, and then maybe Nick, what happened with Bitcoin last week? There was a lot of excitement. Yeah, I think it is becoming clear that Bitcoin is potentially becoming more favorable with institutions. And I think you get a sense of that in this you know, recent news. And it was specifically around Larry Fink, who is the CEO of BlackRock. And he is talking about Bitcoin and he used the actual phrase, um, this recent rally in Bitcoin to him indicates uh, a flight to quality. And so his uh, view of this recent rally in Bitcoin has been that you know institutions, retail are looking at Bitcoin as a quality asset. Um, he is a bit late to this party because I think if you look at Ark's research, um, the great research that Yassine and the crypto team have been doing for many years, um, that has always been our viewpoint. That you know when you look at Bitcoin within the crypto space and even broader, uh, you know when you compare Bitcoin to other assets out there. Um, as a store of value and some of the, its other properties, we have always viewed it as a quality asset um, that investors should view as such. Um, so very interesting to hear BlackRock's tone, Larry, uh, specifically on this. Obviously, there is maybe a I mean, not-so-hidden agenda, right? 
Everyone is vying for a spot Bitcoin ETF approval. BlackRock has thrown their hat in that ring. Uh, so, you know, him saying that there is a bit more to it behind the scenes. But um, I think it is a step in the right direction for the asset and the space overall. Nick, question for you. Not investment advice at all. No. 100 years from now. You, do you think Bitcoin is, is around? I think it's extremely hard to kill a decentralized asset. I mean, I, you know, look at Bitcoin, right, and the adoption, the the use cases of it, and then look at some of these other tokens that have been launched that have no use case, really no adoption, and somehow they're still lingering around and, you know, they're being traded. So I think, you know, when you look at the top of the tier in the crypto space and we definitely think Bitcoin is is in that category, it's really hard to say that, you know, I don't think it will be around mm-hmm. given what we've seen with some of these other like, you know, tokens that just came and went in terms of popularity, but yet they still trade. And I think that's because of the decentralized nature to shut down the Bitcoin network. I'm not even sure what you would have to do, but I don't think it's even really possible as long as someone's running a node somewhere in the world, the Bitcoin network is still functioning. That's at right. least my understanding right. of it. And, you know, you, you didn't even mention, though, it's like during the regional bank crisis, you know, Bitcoin had its moment right. then as right. well. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, I think there's a lot of speculation going on around those approvals. Right. Um, but I think it's still early days. It is. It's definitely still early days. Um, but I think, uh, you know, we're probably at a really interesting moment in time. Because it does feel like maybe we're nearing a decision on the spot Bitcoin ETF front. Um, And, you know, hearing some of these uh, very well-known individuals in the financial space coming out and heralding this asset. Whereas, you know, rewind the clock a few years ago, that was absolutely not the case. So to see the change in tone, I think, is just overall positive, regardless of what happens with a spot ETF. Um, I think it's just generally... Uh, a good sign for the for the asset class, definitely. And I, from a number of people I've heard, right? Originally, institutions said, "No, don't do this." Now they're saying, right. "Oh, like maybe there's right, something right, to this." Right. Here's the. Yeah. It's like go five years ahead, and it's like, you know, they're going to be selling selling it potentially. Right. Yeah, we don't know. We don't. But we're obviously speculating here, but and just reading the tea leaves, which I think is what you have to do in a situation like this, where a lot of it is hearsay until a decision is made. No one has that information, nor should they. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, oh, this is just, I, I remember this stat that Tasha pulled up in Brainstorm uh, with with Daniel as well, which is that uh, 60 plus day auto loan delinquencies have surpassed their 2008, 2009 recession highs. Uh, driven by subprime borrowers. So this ties back into the... That's not good. Right. So this is definitely not good. You can see Musk was burnt, or he has that uh, memory of 0809 seared into his mind from, you know, trying to not go bankrupt through then. The auto market seems... I mean, not just the auto market. It seems as though interest rates are going to continue to push and something could break out there. So yeah. So you're not saying it's the potentially the auto market, but yeah, look at <laughs> <the data. laughs> but who who knows? But right. you can understand, you know, his his uh, visceral reaction yeah. to it. And then oh yeah, this is the other 
all these things just coming to me, coming to me at the end. So many people were concerned with Tesla. Tesla is the low cost provider in vehicles and they're leading the way with growth and electric vehicles. And if people are concerned about Tesla, which I think is misplaced, maybe their short term concern just as they ramp and macro factors here, the real spotlight should be shine, shown, shines, shown on uh, traditional automakers. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be some damage done, um, but we'll find out. Well, right. I think if you look at the balance sheet of Tesla, right, they have what twenty five, twenty six, twenty six billion dollars in cash. Very little debt. Very little debt, which I don't think you can say about the other major automakers. Yep. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, good to be in the studio with you. Another handshake. Come on. Yeah. Shake, shake it out. There you go. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for listening. And yeah, we'll you. see you next week for episode 21. 21. That's our show. In person. Live. Live. <laughs>